Impact Redemption. Did Impact Wrestling get redemption after this pay-per-view? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Gary Watches Wrestling Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Gary, as if you couldn't tell by now. Anyway, giving you everything you need to know, 15 minutes or less, and... A lot of times these will be new shows. Other times they'll be review shows of different uh, TV shows and pay-per-views like this one. And tonight we're going to focus on the Impact Redemption pay-per-view. Josh Matthews and Don Callis on the call. We got all new belts. Don Callis, by the way, doing commentary. I mean, I've always enjoyed him on New Japan. I really, really enjoyed him here on the Impact Redemption call. I loved kind of his quick wit and sense of sarcasm and humor. He just came across very, very well. Opening match, Drago and Aerostar. Josh mentions that this match is brought to you by Lucha Underground Aerostar over Drago in 15 minutes. Fun opener, plenty of action, good showing from both. Josh says he's thrown to a clip of the tag team match hype, but instead we see a clip of Seidel and himself chatting backstage. This really seems like it's going to be the splitting of Josh and Matt Seidel as Josh has been kind of like his manager in recent weeks. Josh wishes him luck. They move on. They go back to Josh and Don. Don is just busting Josh's chops, saying that the video made him sick, said it was bad, etc. Now we get the tag title hype video, just, you know, a highlight of Eli Drake announcing who the partner was going to be, that he won the Feaster Fired briefcase, etc., etc. Backstage, we see a video of LAX playing dominoes. The, there's a phone call coming in. It's answered by Santana, who uh, addresses the person on the phone as King, says that Conan's been taken out. Santana flips over the Domino's table in a rage, and they head to the ring. So next up for the Impact Tag Team Championships, LAX, which is Santana and Ortiz, versus Eli Drake and Scott Steiner. The crowd is chanting for LAX, and I I thought this was so funny to mention. Don Callis asks, how can these fans chant for a bunch of hoodlums? (laughs) It's just the way he said it, I popped. It It was great. It reminded me of something... Don Callis, in many ways, kind of reminds me of Jesse Ventura uh, on the commentary. I just, I, I like it. I, I, I might even put him a notch above Jesse. <clears throat> Random fans are just giving Steiner all kinds of crap. He's visibly flicking them off, audibly yelling "F you" at the fans. This is definitely uh, Scott Steiner all the way. He's very unpredictable, but there's a sense of that that I, I tend to enjoy at times. Uh, There was times where I could hear Santana audibly calling spots, but it didn't really take away from the match. We had Eli Drake pinning Ortiz, though, in 12 minutes. This was not the best match on the show, and I'm really kind of bummed that LAX lost because I really thought that they really carried the match. We did get 50-some-odd-year-old Scott Steiner doing a Frankensteiner off the top rope, so this this was just madness, but... <clears throat> it was it, it was a match. It was it was a tag team match, and now we have Eli Drake and Scott Steiner as a tag team champion. So there you go. Next up, the six way. <clears throat> excuse me. Next up, the six way: Trevor Lee, Desmond Xavier, Ishimori, Brian Cage, DJZ, and El Dijo Del Fantasmo. Good lord, try to say that fast five times. I dare you. 
Josh mentions that this is under Lucha rules, which is if one man is out of the ring, someone else can jump in. This match is uh, tied for me for match of the night. Lots of exciting spots. It was kind of really all over the place, but if you like fast-paced athletic spots, this really is for you. Brian Cage, definitely a giant amongst these men. Got a lot of great power moves in there, and he picks up the win in 10 minutes. And we go to a backstage fight with uh, backstage fight, a backstage interview with Allie. She mentions that, you know, she's fighting for her, her championship, and her redemption. Said she was kind of over Braxton Sutter's BS, pretty much. Next up is a knockouts match. Taya Valkyrie um, and Kira Hogan. Valkyrie wins. Short match. Tessa Blanchard on commentary. I guess they're setting up for Blanchard and Valkyrie. Blanchard was just talking about how she was excited to be an impact and, and have these challengers from the knockouts division. <clears throat> then we get a PD promo in the back. He attempts to do some Steiner math of his own. Scott Steiner actually walks past the interview set and wishes him luck says, uh, you know, I bet the only time your old lady is wanted to be with you is when you were dressed like me. I mean, just all kinds of stuff that Scott Steiner would absolutely say. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. I laughed. Next up, Matt Seidel, P.D. Williams, X Division Championship match goes about 20 minutes. Matt Seidel is the winner. This was the other one I said was tied for match of the night. This one in the sixth way, really my favorites. Uh, lots of great action between these two. P.D. Williams always been really, really, you know, he's always delivered over the years. Matt Seidel, very, very good. We're at Matt Seidel and I are, are close in age, and the stuff this guy can do at, at our age is pretty phenomenal. So uh, I, I liked it. 20-minute match, not bad. Um, good stuff. House of Hardcore match. Moose, Eddie Edwards, and Tommy Dreamer versus OVE and Sammy Callahan. In case you're just tuning in, you're wondering, what is OVE? Ohio versus everything. In case you didn't know that. This match here was every hardcore match you've ever seen. Chairs, kendo sticks, trash cans, thumbtacks, etc. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, so I'm not saying that it was bad. I mean, it's more suggestible. Su- subject. Good Lord, Gary. Subjectable. There you go. If you like hardcore matches, you would definitely like this match. No question about it. I think that this is one of the rare times where a hardcore match actually makes sense given the heat between Edwards and Callahan. And, <clears throat> I mean, even heat with Ed- Edwards and, and OVE. They showed the clip before this where, you know, he's going to their club and beating the hell out of them or trying to beat the hell out of them. Um, but, there, you know, it all goes back to the baseball spot with, with Sammy and Eddie Edwards. And they played up on this because Sammy tries to repeat the spot and Tommy Dreamer comes in with a barbed wire bat However, Sammy Callahan gets a low blow. He ends up uh, pinning Dreamer. But after the match, Eddie gets, you know, he, he's he's back at it. And he is, um, you know, taking this barbed wire bat and rubbing it against Sammy Callahan's face. Just dragging it across his face. He's all bloodied up. I mean, it was, it was just a freaking mess. He looked like a stuck pig. Then he ties him up to the rope with duct tape, almost like he's crucifying him. Beats him with with a with a kendo stick, hits him on his body, his arms his, goes for the face. Ref tries to stop him. He knocks the ref down. Dreamer tries to stop him. He goes down. He hits Sammy in the face with Josh called a kill shot. 
Um, OV tries to run in. They all get uh, knocked down. Then his wife, Alicia, comes in, and he does not see her. She comes in. She taps him on the shoulder, tries to spin him around, and he just whacks her. Doesn't even think about it. He immediately feels remorse, drops to his knees, checking on her. Um, you know, ref and Tommy Dreamer's like, dude, you got to chill out They're They're all looking over the wife. They bring in the paramedics. They go to a shot of Sammy Callahan. And he's just bloodied up, tied to the ropes. Looks like a freaking mess. Uh, it was just, it was the craziest thing. I mean, given the heat of the match, it made sense. Again, if you like hardcore matches, you're going to love this. It's not really my cup of tea, but I understand why they did it for the heat of the feud. Um, the fans were even chanting wife beater at Eddie Edwards. Jeez. That was crazy. Um, Josh and, and Don pointed out that they thought he went way too far. At this point, we we get uh, Austin Aries in a backstage promo, talks about putting all the companies on his back, winning all the belts, says tonight one man is going to rise and carry the torch going forward, and we all know who that man is going to be, and we're looking at him. And I, I, I tweeted this. I'm like, this man is carrying companies on his backs, belts on his shoulders, arms, hands. That's a fighting champion, guys. He's carrying all this weight. That's a fighting champion. Up next, Allie versus Sue Young. Allie retains a title. Uh, you know, a decent average knockouts match. Nothing super special. Braxton gets in the ring, tells Sue that what happened was really bad, but he wants to make it right. He loves her. He wants them to spend the rest of their lives together, and he proposes to her. He gets down on one knee. She looks like she might think about it, but then she sprays red mist in his face and gives him the mandible claw, and that's it. Um the next Impact pay-per-view was announced. It's going to be Slammiversary on July 22nd in Toronto. Cool little package hyping it up. Main event time, Austin Aries, Pentagon, Phoenix, Triple Threat. Pentagon won the uh, Impact versus Lucha event when they had this match the first time. So they were playing up on commentary. Hey, you know, if he does this at, at uh, Redemption, He's going to win the championship, and he did just that. The match went about 25 minutes. Uh, there were some some spots uh, where guys were having trouble on this one corner of the ring where uh, Phoenix actually tried to go up and do a spot, and he did it, tried to do it a few times and just kept slipping. Finally, he does like this corkscrew dive on the Pentagon and Aries on the floor. Um, Callis tried to cover it up by saying that the ropes were just really slick. Now that could have been the case, but, uh, I've, you know, I'm not a wrestler, so I, I'm just a fan, but, uh, the idea of ropes being slick, I don't know. I don't know how, how common that is because I don't really see guys slipping off the ropes very often. So I'm not really sure what that was. And it, that very well could be the case, but, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, but, uh, Pentagon junior pinned Aries. He held up the belt to celebrate. And that was the show all in all. You want my opinion on it? I'll give it to you. Show was a solid seven to eight. You know, there was nothing that just uh, blew me out of the water, uh, in terms of the show. I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun for three hours to sit back and watch the show. But again, there was just nothing that was just Oh my God, that it was a huge talking point. I'm interested that they put the bell on Pentagon. He's not a, he's not an impact guy. He's a Lucha underground guy. So I wonder how they're going to figure that out going forward. But, you know, good action. It, it was nice to see a, a TNA pay-per-view that did not end with a dirty finish at the end with, you know, 500 ref bumps and, you know, all these guys running in or some 
ex WWE guy running down to make a debut and you know, it just goes to some crazy thing. I mean, it was actually just a athletic competitive, exciting show. There was no like other than the hardcore thing, there was no like gigantic major angles on the show. So that kind of drops it down a little bit for me. Uh, I want to see where they're going to go next. And we're going to find out, I guess here in the next couple of tapings. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check me out on Twitter at Gary's wrestling at, uh, Gary watches wrestling on Instagram, Gary watches wrestling.com. Thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast and I'll catch you on the next one.